All right, duck. What are you doing? Hey, old shug. Where are you going? Who's that lad? Who's that lad? Voice notes, lad. Voice notes, lad. It's Liam. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Voice Notes podcast with myself, Liam South, episode eight. Um, welcome back, everybody. I'm joined today um, by the man missile himself, the biggest man rocket alive, uh, the most handsome man I know, Jamie Summers. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast, mate. How you doing? Oh, that's an incredibly kind introduction, <laughs> son. Um, very, very generous indeed. Um, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, just getting by, you know. As, yeah. as well as we all can do at the moment, I guess. Oh, yeah. um, Some but, a bit. Uh, but yeah, no, um, no, you've 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 had a big lockdown. You've you've moved from beyond the wall, back down to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, yeah, I made the I made the the perilous trek from beyond <laughs> the wall uh, up up in Edinburgh down to uh, down to King's Landing itself. Um, <laughs> down to London um, to start a new job. So I was meant to do that in, well, I was meant to start the new job in September. Um, COVID, due to COVID, it's slightly, slightly delayed until January. Um, so it's been a, it's been a pretty whirlwind year, actually, like it's been for a lot of people, to mm. be fair. But, um, but yeah, we're, it's good because job started a couple, a couple months ago. Um, I'm, I'm two months in pretty much exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, feel feeling good, feeling starting to settle a little bit. I'm in my routine now. Um, obviously, working from home in my in my opinion, work from home sucks. I really don't like it. Um, but you know, I think, I think, a job's I a think, job. Yeah, I, th- I don't think that's a niche opinion to be honest. I think everyone's fairly, fairly like sick exactly. and tired of sick to the yeah. sick to the back seat of working from home. To be honest, I'm lucky I, enough with my job, I can go into the office. Um, yeah, which is quite good because where I work there. Um, base all their classes an essential business but yeah. yeah i feel i feel for anyone who's been working from home this whole time like it's just yeah it's but i'm i'm sick inside of my house um and i've i'm, I'm able to get out every, every fucking day so yeah it's just it's spending it's just for me it's kind of spending like almost 24 hours a day in your room mm. um and you know and in addition to that, starting a new role as as kind of a young professional, I guess I, I hate that term, but as a young professional, that's what we are, mate. That's what we are. You know what I mean? I know, bloody yuppie. Bloody um, <laughs> Especially you, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just you know, the, I, I mean, I've come into this team, and I, I've only met one person because they're the one that interviewed me. Mm. And other than this one person, um, I've met all these people like on Microsoft Teams or via email or whatever, but I've not met them in person. So it's going to come. In a few months' time, hopefully, once we're all fingers crossed back to the office and some kind of normal, mm. um, I'm going to meet all these people, technically for the first time face to face, but I'm going to feel like I know them. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, do, do you know what one positive thing though is from the whole work from home situation is? I mean, and everyone's the same. I mean, there's there's not there's not much to look forward to at the moment, which is it's, it's rubbish, but. One thing for me, I because I worked in the restaurant industry, hospitality, all alongside uni, and and just after uni, um, like dinner 
and like food for me mm. was more sustenance rather than something I kind of did and enjoyed. So yeah, it would be, you know, so, yeah. your, your shift, your shift starts at like, you know, five o'clock or four o'clock, whatever. So you cook your dinner at like <laughs> two o'clock in the afternoon. It's like some kind of pasta or something you can eat cold and you just take it to work and you, and you eat it just whenever you, whenever you get a minute out of a, out of a plastic tub. That didn't feed you. So, well, they did sometimes, but it would be normally the end of the shift. Right. Um, and you couldn't really go they, the whole shift without eating. They give you um, the out of date meat, yeah. They just uh, chuck Yeah, you exactly. Yeah, What's they, whatever's they, in the bin, mate, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, they just chuck us <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, for me, it was like cooking my dinner was always just like something I did and I just had to eat it cold or and it wasn't very enjoyable. But one thing now, working in a nine-to-five job, it's, and, and with lockdown now as well, because there's nothing really else to do, is I'm really looking forward to cooking my dinner every night. And it's just a quite a nice, almost therapeutic thing. Mm. And then people were like, oh, I love cooking. Like, it's so, it's like my getaway and stuff. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but um, but uh, leave that to a fucking chef, you know. I suppose, I swear, I suppose, I suppose it's sorry. weird for you because, as well. Sorry for interrupting, but like, because, yeah, you've never done the sort of standard nine to five job. And yeah. you've never had that sort of like, well, People have missed this now. This the whole sort of satisfaction of like, you know, and it's a part of the routine, isn't it? You get up mm. in the morning, you route to work either car or you know public transport or whatever, however you do it, and then you come back after whether it be a good day or a bad day or a particularly long day. You're like, oh, thank God, like I can get to, you get to either cook or just you know enjoy your sort of surroundings. It's um, yeah, I suppose yes, that would be weird for you, and for a lot of people young people especially when they've not dealt or not had to well they've not they've never experienced that the nine to five grind <laughs> like it's uh it's it's a, it would be a bit strange wouldn't it really not that it's fun, yeah for it? sure you know. yeah very by the way can i swear on this yeah you can swear you can say whatever the fuck you like mate yeah oh good that's that's good yeah say, um, say whatever you want man <laughs> yeah well now it's interesting you say that because i think i think just in general, I've tried to be very thankful at the moment with, you know, the past year has been rubbish and it's very easy to cast a negative lens over everything that's happening. And it's totally understandable that people do and that people are quite within their rights to do. But I think for me, it's been a case of, well, you know, this this kind of dream job that I've, I've started, it got delayed for, you know, four or five months, but it happened. You know, I yeah. need to be thankful for that. And, you know my family and friends are, you know, they've, they've kind of made their way through it and they're fine. And that's, that's important as well. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just the time to kind of, yeah, be, be mindful of your own situation and the things that, you know, COVID has impacted, which, um, is different for everyone. But at the same time, I think you, you know, you need to be like, well, you know, there's, people dying or there's people with no jobs there's people on furlough or whatever so yeah you need to be mindful of that yeah i think anyway i heard like there's a there's like a motivational speaker i saw on like this this work function this like the place where i work they bought a mo- motivational speaker to kind of do a talk on teams and mm-hmm. it was like everyone was fucking loving it and it wasn't even that funny it was just awkward because usually he would he would do it in front of a crowd of people yeah this guy thought of himself a bit of a comedian, and he was funny a little bit, but he wasn't really like the jokes, the 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 you know the punchlines just had no end result. It's just people commenting lol or like ha, ha, ha um, like laughing emojis. 
and he was he kept on like repeating this one thing. He goes, "We're all in the." He goes, "I heard this from the professor. It was really, really great. It was fantastic." And he goes, "We're all in the same boat, <laughs> but we're on different pirate. We're, we're, we're in the same boat, um, but on different ships or something like that. Some, some bollocks." Um, but he had a point. <laughs> some bollocks, but it was actually quite good. <laughs> but um, I just, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. This is this is how much. You're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing you're doing fantastic. Yeah. This is how much of a car crash this podcast is. I start a story and then I can't fucking remember. But um, but yeah, no, a bit about um, how I know Jamie and how me and Jamie and I know each other. Um, we met in America. Oh, here we go. Here's the juice. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the juice. We met in America. Um, uh, we did summer camp twice. If you didn't already know, I went to America and did summer camp. And um, yeah, we just it was really? like star-crossed lovers. It was yeah, just from a. <laughs> From from one point of a car park to another, it was just from the other end of yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> just well, I don't know if I don't know if you've already told this story on one of your one of your earlier episodes, but when yeah, it it was the best thing that could have ever happened. We were on this bus on the way to this summer camp. Nobody knew who the fuck each other was, and uh, we're going through Harlem, and then the bus breaks down. So yeah, uh, all of a sudden break, the bus breaks down after five minutes. As well, it's not in, like a kind in, of in the projects. Yeah, so and <laughs> all of a sudden you've got a situation where where there's about fifty something, you know, twenty year olds, tw- twenty something year olds, who have no idea who each other are. Yeah, having to kind of like stand in the searing hot sun. Yeah, in the middle of Harlem, mm. um, with loads of people walking past us on the street, going, "Who are these bloody guffies?" Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, it was probably the best icebreaker they could be. I know we've said, we've said that so many times, but it's true. Yeah, and um, we were all sort of like absolutely burnt to a crisp as well after that day because we the bus broke down, and then we were sat outside for the longest time, and then they were like, "Okay, the, there's another bus coming," but the bus, the the replacement bus, broke down on the way to rep- like so to rescue. We had two broken down buses, and then. Yeah, we just got chatting, we got talking, yeah, it was, uh, since then, it's, it's been nothing but love, nothing but love, brother. It has, it has, it's been, it's been, there's been a lot, a lot of laughs, oh my there's God. been a lot, a lot of laughs. Oh, God, it's been fantastic, but, um, no, we, because, um, what, I also just wanted to get Jamie on the podcast as well, because, um, those people who know me, I'm quite opinionated on music, um, not that opinionated on most things, um, except football and can't think of anything else but mu- music mainly um and people's opinions of music um jamie is one of the few people i know um and have met who i don't think i, c- I can't really criticize your taste i criticize n- nearly everyone's taste but yours um this, uh. this is pretty much a big you know this podcast so far is me just sucking your dick pretty much the whole time but we'll go <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so and rightly so rightly so <laughs> too fucking right but <laughs> we had like it was your idea in the summer to talk about um we'll do like album reviews we'll give each other an album each week give each other a couple of days to or like a week to listen to it and then we come back to each other with our opinions and that was during the first lockdown wasn't it yeah and that that was that was really good because i yeah uh, it, it was just so it was something i mean it's, it's hard it's, like anything in lockdown like the, the fucking zoom quizzes or whatever it's hard to sustain it 
but at the time when you're so restricted in what you can do i think it was a really great thing to do and and it was something i genuinely looked forward to every week and it was something yeah. that i put i know i know we both put a bit of time into it every week um and it's and it's good that like you said we've got i think we've got very similar opinions and very similar thoughts and feelings with regards to music but i think what we found from from that exercise and i think we did it for a couple of months right yeah we did. i think that most weeks the albums that we were recommending to each other were actually new to each other mm, um, yeah. so so it's 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 just it's it's amazing that these two people who have you know by all means by by all accounts very similar taste in music we were introducing each other to new albums every week which was fucking really good and we were and we were giving each other our honest opinions as well which is even better yeah I think. like we went I, I remember at one point i can't remember the album you gave me um but i remember at one point saying like i didn't i didn't like it as much as the previous ones and i was like oh yeah. God, what a pile so i wasn't gonna go i didn't hate it i wasn't gonna go absolutely like hell for leather and say, what the fuck have you brought me? And um, <laughs> just throw it in your face. This is what you produced. This is what you fucking bring me. I brought you the fucking Stone Roses. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I can't remember what it was. And then we were kind of, and then you had the same feeling about the album I gave you. And then we kind of were like, hey, I think we're, we, we can we can do this. We can do anything. <laughs> we just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can be honest. Yeah. Be okay. But um, no, just that's what we're going to do. I've said to Jamie, prepare two albums. Doesn't have to. We've not discussed this pre. We've not said so. We may get the same one as each other. So we've got two albums. I've got one old, one new, and I'm not sure what you've. You're got. kidding me. I, I have. Have you got one old, one new? <laughs> yeah. See, this is this is the chemistry. This is it. This is it's it's, it's classic. This is it's like one mind. It's like one I was mind. gonna. I was. I was gonna text you before this, and I was like, what? what? So the only thing we discussed was you said bring two because I was going to bring like three or four and you said bring two yeah. and I was sitting I was actually sitting on the toilet earlier and I was thinking right we're all great ideas start yeah well obviously the toilet. Um, and I thought right and I was gonna I had I had two and they were very similar in the sense that they came out around the same time and the music wasn't necessarily the same genre but it was the same kind of band I guess yeah so I thought no hold on I'm gonna pick one of these. I'm gonna to stick to that, and I'm gonna pick an old, an old classic album as well. So yeah, oh, that's that's that, what great minds, great minds, great right? minds, eh? This is this is this again. This this is why we've got you on. But um, I'll I'll let you go first. The guest goes first, um, and then we'll talk about it. Hopefully, I've listened to it as well. I think you've listened to at least one of mine. You've listened because knowing you, I know you like this this band. But yeah, so you go first. I'll I'll show right, you. Okay. Um, so the first one, uh, my modern album, shall we say? I say modern, but it came out. It came out in twenty thirteen, but I guess it's more contemporary. Fairly modern. It's fairly modern. Yeah, fairly modern. Um, and I think it, you, you know this fact, but um, it's by my favourite band, um, called Foles. Hey, your your homeboys. Um, you've played football with them or something, haven't you? You played. You had a kickabout with them. Headers and volleys. Headers and, Headers volleys. and volleys. Yeah. <laughs> That's class, but that's, I mean, that, that speaks to one of the, the, like, things about the band that I really love. They just, they just seem like, because they're, I mean, they're a big band now. They're, they're very famous now, um, yeah. all over the world, but they're just down-to-earth English lads. I forget how you know? big they, you forget how big they are, because you just think, yeah. like, they're just, because like, I remember so, them in, like, 2009, 10, coming out, and, like, with, um, the first album, I can't remember the fucking name of the first, 
but they were described as like math rock. Yeah, that Something. was the that was the label they kind of got. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it because he went to Oxford? Yanis went to Oxford. It was yeah. It's because because of that, and they used to play like in halls and like house parties and stuff. Ah. That's how they kind of made a name for themselves. They used to just turn up at like uni halls and residence house parties and play songs. Yeah. And the first album, and we'll 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 get onto this later. But the first album is so like sharp and staccato and like you know really like precise beats and that's why they kind of got the name math rock which is really interesting um, that's a big word for the podcast Chicato. yeah this is um this is fantastic anyway carry on, yeah so you were there was, I would, carry on i'll shut up please tell yeah. me please tell <laughs> no. me sharp when you think i need sharp okay cool uh no worries um but yeah so as i said these are they're one of my favorite bands they're just a, a bunch of a bunch of lads it was five it's now four who um they just make great music and they've kind of stayed they've stayed true to themselves as people because mm. i think bands are very modern day bands are, are and old bands are very um they fall into the trap of kind of you know going on this kind of like journey and you know they turn they turn into kind of almost parodies of themselves as people. Yeah. Um, which I'm not going to name names of bands that have, but um, I don't want to piss anyone off. But there are a lot of bands out there that have done that. But the good thing about Foles and like, and I think this is a, a sign of a truly great band. I mean, that's, and that's a that's a big statement coming from. Good. You're yeah, you're a fan. Hey. Yeah, I know, but it's 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 a bit it's a big statement, but and and you know they're still very much they're kind of in their they're in their prime, but I guess they can't be considered a great band yet. But I feel as if they have really kind of shifted their sound and kind of changed their sound, but stayed the same as people. Yeah. Um. So it's it's interesting because, like we said, that first album is super like you know, short, sharp, kind of not very melodic, just like very kind of drum beat driven with like kind of like high pitched guitars. Punches in the um, face almost, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, which, you know, is, is great. Um, but they kind of like, they just, moving on to the second album, they kind of, they brought it on a step further and it, it almost became kind of more melodic and a, 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 a lot more melancholic. But anyway, I could go on for ages. Like I said, I'm a fan. But the, the, the album that I've got, is um their 2013 album holy fire Ooh. which um which is their is their third album yeah um and i think at this point they had really kind of morphed from this math rock band that label had completely gone yeah and they turned into this just like really kind of like immersive yet melancholic very just i hate the word but just very vibey Mm, yeah, like I remember my mate describing. I've never been skiing, but when I heard him say this or use this sort of analogy for it, um, it's not for this album. You know, Total Life Forever. Yeah, so that's their second album. Yeah, he said that's my favorite Foles album, by the way. But he said like I could because I think that just came out as he went on like a skiing holiday, and he was like, mm-hmm. I could listen to that album on like just skiing or like doing any sort of like, you know, if you just want to fucking jet ski or anything like that. Yeah it would be like the perfect album to listen to. And I was like, you know what, if I ever go skiing, I've still not been, I'm not, I've not reached the middle classes just yet, but I will, <laughs> I'm going to play, I'm going to play fucking Total Life Forever to death. <laughs> it's like, nice. 
Yeah, it's yeah. I think it's just amazing, and I think Total Life Forever has some absolute banging tunes in it as well. Mm. But the reason the reason I went for this one is because it's it's got they really come into their own because they've got they've got these they've got a couple of well they've got one instrumental track on it which opens the album. The prologue, yeah. Um, and it it kind of starts off. It's kind of lingering, and you you kind of hear little kind of bites of sound. And it just kind of morphed into this, like quite a kind of a driving, heavy kind of tune, mm. um, and and that's a kind of that indicates the way the album's going to go almost because mm. you've got, you know, then you're straight into a song called Inhaler, which you know ends up being a really kind of stomping, heavy tune, like with a lot of heavy guitars and and big drums. And then you're straight into my number, which I mean, a lot of people will know the song "My Number." That's their, you know, that's their big hit, um, and it's very kind of almost poppy and dancey. Um, that's a song and you can proper boogie to as well, like when you exactly, yeah, yeah proper dancey. Like I, I've I've seen this band countless times live. I think I think literally about five or six times, mm. and um, every time they play this song, you 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 think that you know it would get old for them and for their fans, but it just doesn't. Everyone just parties when it comes on, um, and then yeah, the rest of the song, the rest of the album, sorry, it, it just dips from, you know, um, very kind of sad, kind of nighttime songs almost to like, you know, upbeat, you know, sunglasses on, fucking sitting on a beach with a beer, that kind of stuff. I know um, it, it turns, doesn't it? Like round late night, doesn't it? In the sixth, um, the sixth song. I yeah, pro- yeah, it does. I think that's my favorite song on the album. Yeah, that's a great song. It's one of my favorite Paul songs in 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 general. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of songs in the middle of the album, and it takes that kind of downwards turn, not in terms of quality, but just in terms of like the shape and feel of the song. And then um, and then you're into out of the woods, and it's kind of back again, and you're kind of dancing again. And then the the third to last song is called Providence. And it's the fuck. It's one of the fucking heaviest tunes I've ever heard in my life. It's massive, mm. and it kind of it all comes to head with this massive, big, like drum, like I want to call it a drop, but it's just like this massive, like drum break, and it's just fucking crazy. Um, what's his name? The drummer in Falls. Yeah. Uh, Jack. I forgot his name. Jack something. Um, he drummer Jack Bevan. Uh, he's a massively underrated drummer i think in the future if, if the band keep going the way they're going like they're going to be a really they're going to be considered one of the great bands i think of like kind of our generation mm. um which which is almost like a dying breed i think um you know there's there's i think there's only really a handful of bands that are kind of doing great things at the moment mm. um in in a, a kind of music music world music sphere that's dominated by kind of like cardi b yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's my first album. Um, Very good. How do you want to do it? Do, do you want to do? I'll do my. I'll do mine if you like. Yeah, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll yeah. add to your notes. Like, yeah, I've every t- the biggest sort of thing I could uh, the compliment you could give Folds. I was about to call them the Folds. That's called Folds. Um, is that they're a proper band? It's not like yeah. they haven't. Yeah, like you said, they've not kind of gone away from what their original. What their original sound was they have almost but like them as people them as musicians their ideas are still the same and the music's you know just gotten better and better 
Yeah, the process is still the same. The yeah. process is still the same. The way the way they write and record is still exactly the same. It's not changed. It's just the thing that's like really impressive is that they have managed to you know morph their sound and change their sound, but the the the, the processes and them as people are exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. And I've I've seen every time I've seen them live, it's been like. I've seen them three times. I saw that album at Latitude Festival. They headlined on the Sunday, nice. Um, and they were sick. They were they were absolutely class. I remember seeing them. I saw them, I've seen them twice at Latitude, and once at Cambridge Junction. Um, the yeah, but every time I've seen them, they've been. I've gone away thinking that was fucking better than the last time. They were absolutely yeah. class. Like they're just a, and they're one band I can't wait to see live again when we can go to um, uh, gigs. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see them live, but like, yeah, they're just a fucking great band, and that 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 album is brilliant. Like, I love Total Life Forever is my favorite Folds album because it's just, I don't know, it just reminds me of a certain summer, and yeah, it's just it's just brilliant. I think yeah, it's just they're a great band, a great great pick, mate. That's just fucking kicked it off straight away. But um, just Zen. Yeah, Zen. Right, my next one is a is well, my first one is uh. Very new, brought out in twenty twenty one almost actually, so Oof. yeah, or oh, twenty twenty. Sorry, pardon me, excuse me. Um, it's the slow rush by Tame Impala. Tame Impala's new album. Oh, great choice! Fucking banger. Big fan of that. Absolutely sick. Because I didn't know they had an album out until I heard the news. This one of their songs on FIFA, on the new FIFA. Oh, that's a good tune. Is that. it true? That's a great sort of bopping tune, and like, it's such yeah. a. It's, when an album comes out like this, like say Tame Impala, like like Foles, they're great bands. Have you seen them live? Seen them a couple of times, yeah. I've seen them once and I loved it. I actually, I kind of a bit pissed off myself. I'd never, so never. I've heard of them before I saw them, but I'd never really given them much attention. And I was like, fucking, hell, I wish I kind of got into these sooner. But at the same time, I thought it was a well. The last the last album before this one was one of my favourites, but um. This is another like great band to sort of just bop to and have a bit of a boogie to, and it's a shame that's like we're in, we're in the situation we're in because like you'd, you'd hear these songs on this album like all over the place like in pubs and clubs and it'd be like yeah. just a great like like you said like without sounding douchey like just really like vibesy just kind of like yeah this yeah is, this is like, when one of these tunes come on you're like fuck yeah let's 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 have a fucking boogie mate let's have a let's have a let's throw it down but yeah that yeah I think. This album is brilliant. I think the guy, Tame, I don't, I don't know his name. I sound like a big fan, don't I? But um, Kevin Parker. Yeah, that's the one. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for adding structure. <laughs> yeah, but we, um, I, I think he's fantastic. Like his, him himself, and I'm sure he does other stuff. But yeah, this album, it's just, it's one like like Foles. Each album just seems better and be- like better than the last one. Better than the last one. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just, I think they're just, it's just a great band to listen to. I'm not going to go that much into depth of it. I think that, I think, just to, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. I just think that's the sign of a great band because how many bands and how many, how many great bands do we know that we look back and, you know, it's, it's the classic. It's like, oh, do you like so-and-so? It's like, ah, I like the early stuff, yeah. but, you know, don't like the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. Or like, yeah, I like the first album and then they, they, got, got, they got ahead of themselves. With bands like Falls and Tame Impala, you're right. It seems like every time they bring out a new a new record, it's better than the last one. Exactly. It's just it's just a real when when they when you hear that they've got a new album out, you're like, oh fuck, need get that on get that on quickly. Um, 
So it's yeah. yeah, that's that's the sort of like attitude. It's like loads of like when you hear like comedians be like, "I've got a new like stand up out or whatnot." Ma- mainly with bands, yeah, because it's just I think that's that's the most relatable um, analogy with that one. But yeah, they're one of them. When you hear that they've got new stuff out, you're like, "Fucking get that on right now!" And then it almost instantly. Yeah, so the polar opposite to Jake Buck. Sorry if there's any sorry if there's any Jake Bug fans out there. Or Jake, if you're listening, I'm really sorry, mate. He's yeah, um, Jake Bug. He's a not good man. He might be. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Well, you shit. To be honest. <laughs> but um, lit- So literally, his 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 first album I really enjoyed. So this is a total analogy, but his, his first album I really enjoyed. Hmm. Second album came out, and I was like, oh, that he's he's fucking because he brought it out like a year after his first album. I was like, mate, are you sure? And then. Uh, the and I think he's on his fourth or fifth album now. And I, I literally heard a song the other day. I can't remember what it was on. It was on like an advert or the radio or some shit. And I was like, "That is pish." <laughs> I was literally like, "Are you are you kidding, Jake? <laughs> like you you were a fucking ten years ago. You were you know you were the man. I saw him on Jules Holland. That's when you know someone's good. You yeah. see him on Jules Holland. Yeah. And I thought, here we go. This guy's got a bit about him. And then he has some good tunes. It was him and the guitar. And literally, you, uh, this song I heard, you couldn't even hear a fucking guitar. I was like, mate, that, that was your thing. And you've, you've literally... Is what, I, know, I know we've just been harpsing on about bands, you know, transforming their sounds and shit, mm. but, like, it's one thing from turning, like, you know, altering your sound, and then there's turning from, like, a singer-songwriter into a fucking, like, pop artist. <laughs> it's like, nah, mate. Nah, piss off. Oh, like, Tame Impala <laughs> did it. Tame Impala did it. You know, Tame Impala's first two albums proper like psychedelic the first one was like incredibly psychedelic yeah the second one was a little bit rockier and mm. then the third one kevin parker just was an absolute u-turn apparently he listened to um the bgs while he was on acid mm. and, he, and that gave him the idea for the third album this is what all the great musicians do like everyone talks about neil young and all that stuff like he's never done i don't know much about neil young but like i've had just my dad my whole life like harps on to me like how great he is and all the stuff that he's done like he always like current like constantly like reinventing himself and there's there's obviously yeah. and it's, but it just gets better and better every single time um but you and don't Bowie as well Bowie's another example yeah, of that. Bow, oh yeah yeah you can go on about Bowie for fucking days can't you but um you do, but i don't mind people who don't do that because if it's not broke don't fix it almost yeah that's like, true if, if you have like say for instance oasis like every album like the first two albums are two of the greatest albums of all time and then the third out be here now is kind of like the same vibe the same sort of structure but it's a bit more sh- it's just shit really and like there i know what you mean but carry on no carry on no that was pretty much the end of my point <laughs> no well i was i was i totally agree with you with be here now yeah. but it's interesting because i'm a big Oasis fan i know you are as well mm. be here now i totally agree with you it's 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 the same kind of vibe as the other two albums just not as good a bit weaker yeah. however some there's a, there's two or three songs on be here now that are literally my favorite oasis songs um and it's just funny so yeah 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 it's, um you know what i mean is one of my favorite oasis songs you know, um yeah that's yeah. literally so up and it, i think it that it is a good hard, song. That is a really good song. That's a very. It was hard to it was hard to follow. 
the previous two. You know, they're fucking great albums. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? It opens the album, and then My Big Mouth, again, is one of one of my fucking favourite Oasis songs. Mm. And, the, the, yeah, and that album gets a lot of stick, and I think quite rightly, to be fair. But, mm. I, yeah, I just think there's a couple songs on there that are massive songs, and they're just underlooked because of the album's kind of dipping quality in general. But um, but you're totally right, though. I think Oasis are an example of a band that that did kind of stick to their guns well, to an extent. I know by by the end and they were falling out, and they, like the last al- the last couple albums were pretty shit. Yeah. But um, I think even even the first four albums, I think the Master Plan as well. I think they they did what they were doing well, and then I think you know Liam's voice started to go. And they started to fall out, and there was all the politics, and mm. Noel was starting to write and record a lot more songs, which I I, I thought were good. Um, but you've always but there's always like a current like a constant in like Oasis albums like since because Morning Glory and definitely Maybe like every single song on there on both those albums are absolute belters. You can't really pick out a dust. Yeah, even, almost even, literally almost every single even Diggsy's, song. Even Diggsy's dinner is a great. Song. Yeah, I I think that's yeah. a tune. Yeah. Um, but you like like you said, be here now. There's like yeah, there's there's the album may not be as crisp, may not be as good as the first two. They never will be. But there's always like going to be a couple of hits on there. Like do you know what I yeah. mean? Stand by me, don't go away. Um, also like yeah, they can just, turn it out. Just looking on as well, like heaven chemistry. Little by little's on that album. Fucking what else is on there? Songbird, stop crying your high high out heart out. <laughs> um, Stand on the shoulder of giants. Go let it out. On there, that's a belter. You can. They've always said that, like, and that's pretty much what they became. Like, bring an album out with like a standout, a standout alone, um, uh, single, and they're still gonna, they're still gonna like churn out the sales because everyone's gonna go and see them live because they'll be, a, they'll be an absolute fucking barn, barnstormer live. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Totally right. They're one of the bands I wish I saw live, in like literally their kind of heydays, their pomp. Like there's 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 a few bands with a few artists you look at and you think like just to see them in the middle of like their height, their their fame, like right in the thick of it, that must have been fucking amazing. Like seeing them at Main Road or Nedworth must have been incredible. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Like the closest uh, thing, um... the closest thing I'll ever get to that, but kind of not to that, is like seeing the Stone Roses in Manchester. Like that was that was quite cool, like watching them at um, the Etihad was quite cool. Yeah, it's pretty special seeing them, especially down there. I saw them at Tea in the Park, and it was it was good. It was actually spoiled because I lost my phone right at the fucking start, <laughs> so I was like I was like pissed off at myself the entire gig. <laughs> um, but well, that, it was an incre- they were incredible. They were incredible. But seeing them down there in Manchester is even more special. So yeah, that must have been class. Just the whole day was amazing. Like. Um, yeah. Got there the day before, and then it's everyone's. In, it's it's almost like a kind of cup final day vibe. Like everyone's you yeah. know, in the pubs, like everyone's out drinking. I think it was in the it was in the middle of the week, and then afterwards you're like, fuck, that was just ama- that was amazing. Like just in, and I saw as well my, one of my other favorite bands, Public Enemy. They were supporting them, and that was sick. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's mad. That, that was that's that so was good. Class. That was absolutely brilliant. Um, and it was yeah, it was just it was a fucking yeah. That was that's the cl- kind of closest I'll ever get, but not get. But I, actually, I've seen Arctic Monkeys in the middle of their like pomp, and I love the Arctic Monkeys, and I think they're an important band as well. So 
yeah, I agree. I agree with that as well. Um, I'm a big fan. My brother is like a huge fan, but I'm I'm a big fan as well. Yeah, I really, I really, I really like them. Um, I especially like the the most recent album. I think I think it's a really great album. That's grown on me. That's a grower. At the time, it's, everyone's yeah. sort of outraged and everyone's a bit kind of, oh fucking this is shit. They'll just run back to their Cortina's album, but it's um. <laughs> That's, that's literally the demographic. That's, that, that's a band that I can't abide, unfortunately. Oh, really? You're like the first. I, I would have thought you were like. I don't really. Mind, I, I, I went to right at my university. If anyone ever listens to this, because I worked at the student radio station, and in my third year especially, there was a couple of lads in the year below. They were fucking obsessed with the Cortinas and oh, uh, Royal Blood. Me. Like Royal, is it Royal Blood? I don't. Robert's first album. I'll 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 take that. They, that was a banging they, album. But they that was just, a banging album. But I, I've listened. I, their most recent song, Pish. I've not. I didn't know they. I'm they sorry. Should, they I'm should sorry have just, they should have folded but, after that first album. They couldn't get better. They couldn't get better than that. Yeah. Because yeah. it was innovative. It was innovative. It was a, it was a drummer and a fucking guy on the bass that was making the bass do fucking things that a bass should do yeah that's pro- and it was incredible yeah that's proper like fucking come on like sort of music like if you like that sort of music you're like fucking let's fucking go sort of thing but they were up- and i think it was it, it was genuinely like rock music heavy rock music that that appealed to like people who would normally like heavy rock yeah it was the, it was, i think that was what was so special about it that was the that was the appealing thing about it that was that was fucking sick yeah it was great it was kind of like a modern day version of the white stripes almost yeah, um, yeah. With the, with in the, terms of like the, the music itself, probably wasn't really similar, but in terms of the concept and in terms of what it did, I think the White Stripes were. I mean, they were they were before my time, they were before your time as well, when they were in their pomp. Mm. But I think um, they they kind of Jack White essentially like reached his hand out and gave and and gave the blues mm. or blues driven rock to an audience that had never really experienced it before. Jack, Jack um, who? Sorry, I think that Jack who? Jack White's Jack White. Jack, Jack White. White. Jack White. Jack White. Ah, oh, here we go. Here we fucking go. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Liam likes to slag off the fact that I pronounce an H after a W. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm a fucking mutant who can't even Wait. talk, so that, that, where's that? Like, where's, where's the irony there? I got slagged for... <laughs> I remember uh, in America, I couldn't... This is the first time I ever realised this, that... People kept on bringing me up on my ths. I would, I was saying it made it sound like an f. Like if there was a kid called Ethan, I was like Ethan. Even then, <laughs> but they were like, no, Ethan. it's e- it was like Ethan. I was like, but I can't. It made me sound. It made Is me that not a Southern England thing though? Is that not a, a, a South of England thing? I don't know, but it depends where you're from because like, I I now pick, I I notice if people say that like even my last name like South. S O U T H. Yeah. But it sounds like S O U F when I say it. South. South, South mate. South, South London. Mate. And then fucking, um, what is it? Like brother. 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 Like if I say. Brother. 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 There's that clip of Kem and Chris from Love Island doing it. And it's just like, that's literally. It's not me. I'm not comparing myself to that, that funny clip. But I was like, that is. That's the struggle. It's just like, bro. If I say. <laughs> It doesn't sound natural if I say brother, brother, like, yeah, like proper, like, <laughs> bring my fucking neck out, like, meh. Anyway, Jack, Jack White in the blues. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I was kind of done, but basically, oh. yeah, Jack White made the blues or blues-driven rock anyway, very, 
very much accessible to a kind of younger generation or people because they you know the white stripes they very much got into the charts and yeah. they and they, they headlined glastonbury back when glastonbury you know was was kind of pretty much exclusively kind of bands and, and rock artists yeah um but i don't get me wrong without digressing i think it's great that glastonbury are now inclusive a lot more inclusive with their kind of music genres but anyway mm. um yeah I, th- I think that you know th- they were really great for that kind of music and again the concept is so simple jack white incredible guitarist but you know meg white pretty average drummer if not below average drummer mm. very sim- simplistic drum beats but that was that was the beauty of it it was it was simple it was kind of simple. He was just taking like simple blues licks and simple, and and a lot a lot of their songs were actually covers. Te- well, technically, like old blues covers that he had just kind of reworked into his own and added lyrics to, or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just incredible. And I think Royal Blood. I'm now. I'm not comparing Royal Blood to the White Stripes, but it was the same kind of thing. They kind of brought elements of heavy metal, um, or or at least heavy rock music, and made it accessible to lads who, you know. The, the only rock band they knew was the Arctic Monkeys or the Cortinas or whatever. They kind of brought it into that. Um, and I remember seeing them the first time I ever saw them was at Tea in the Park. And it was the, it was, it was this um, Friday morning at Tea in the Park. So it was like the, or Friday afternoon, whenever the, the gig started. So it was literally the first act I saw at a music festival ever. Yeah. And it was Royal Blood. And I, it literally blew my head off. It was so good. Um, so I've always had a bit of a soft spot for them. But yeah. yeah. This was a complete digression, but um, that's all right. That's yeah, listen, nice. listen to their listen to their uh, most recent song, and it was pish. So, do you know sorry what, guys. If it does, do you know um uh, who going back to the Jack White thing? Do you know who I would have loved to have seen live? I never saw Jack White live. I still would like to see him live with either or whatever he's doing. I, I remember seeing a clip when I was a kid. Um, do you know when they play Glastonbury on TV? And it's pretty. If you're not there, obviously, that's the sort of the second hand version. But it's still pretty good watching it from your living room. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you kind of you get proper FOMO from it, but um, I remember watching mm. it was like two thousand and seven or two thousand and eight, and they're like the raconteurs um played. Oh. I have to send you the clip and like the the two songs that I think they played Broken Boy Soldier, and oh, I can't remember, but they looked like it was they looked like that was the best band in the world at that point. They were, looked fucking amazing. Like the drummer was like Zeppelin esque. Um, the guitarist was brilliant. Yeah. Obviously, Jack White's Jack White. Like every every person in that band, they just looked like the coolest person in the world. And I was like, I just consumed everything, like raconteurs. They were just brilliant, and I really wish I saw them live because they they looked like yeah. the greatest live band in the world. They just looked fantastic. Every like, that's nothing. Everything he touches turns to gold. Jack White. It, it really does, and I, I've actually been lucky enough to see Jack White a couple of times. I've never seen the White Stripes, obviously, but um, I've seen his solo his solo show a few times, and he's just he's just incredibly innovative, and mm. he, he pulls it off every time. And so the first time I saw him, he he's I think he's a bit of a he's he's a very he's a bit of a traditionalist in the sense that he, um, I think he likes old things. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, he's got a weird. And every time. Though, yeah. Every time he plays in Scotland, he plays in Edinburgh at the Usher Hall, which is this kind of grand old theatre. It's not really, it's not a modern music venue. It's kind of this, it's normally, it normally holds like, you know, classical music performances or symphonies or whatever, orchestras. And he always plays there. Yeah. And 
so he must every time he goes up to to play in the UK, he must be like, right, we need to play that that gig in Edinburgh at that place. Mm. Um, so I've seen him a couple of times in that same concert hall, and uh, the first time it was like twenty thirteen or something. I was I was still in high school, and uh, we it was just me and this one other lad from school, and we we didn't even really. It's one of those. It was one of those situations where like I didn't really know the guy very well. Yeah. But because we we knew we both liked Jack White and we were like right we need to go to this concert yeah um so it was quite funny because we we end, we could only get seating t- seated tickets um like way up at the back in like the the grand circle yeah. or whatever it's called um and then we managed to somehow like make our way down to the standing bit and we got in um and I just remember. This was back when this was when he first started going solo. It was after the Rack on Tours because he did White Stripes Rack on Tours and this. Yeah. Um, and he literally he had two bands with him and they didn't play at the same time. And what he did was he played the first half of the set with one band, mm. and then he'd go off and he'd bring on another uh, the other band. And it was so interesting because the the both bands were very different in the way that they played. Mm. So. Depending on which band he was playing with, the so- the version of the song he was playing with either be really mellow or really like rocky. So and it would be different from the recorded version. So every time he'd come on and he'd play like I'm say an old an old White Stripes song, and maybe the the album version of the song was like really upbeat and really like kind of guitar driven, and then he'd he'd have like uh this this little small violinist playing playing the main the main guitar lick to this song it's like wow that's so interesting and so different um and that really impressed me um and then you know you hear about how he doesn't apparently he doesn't have set lists apparently he just he gets the band to just like go with him and he so he leads it and he just gets the band to play off him mm. um which i think is like amazing um Anyway, so yeah, um, Jack White, incredible. Jack incredible White, guy. yeah, fucking. So I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd hope to see him live like one day when we can start going back to live music. Um, he's on like just a, the endless list of people I'd love to see because that's another thing I feel like I took for granted going to going to watch live music as well. Oh god, I miss it so much. Yeah, like I know you were like a big like I've been to, obviously I've been to a lot of gigs. Um, <laughs> sound like I've been to a lot of gigs. Okay. Um, but I know <laughs> okay. you especially. Um, you you love to go. You you love like going to live music and this. Um, oh mate, yeah. It's one of them things. Like it's just, I'd love. I just because I always just love the option of going. Because if someone would say like, oh, do you want to go here? I'm like, yeah, fucking let's go. Like let's let's do it. But um, yeah, the option like from so many other things, the option the option's gone. The option's faded. But. Yeah, unfortunately it is. But I I think for me, live music was always one of those things that um. You know, everyone's got that thing that they're like happy to spend a lot of money on. Yeah, I think that I think live music was what that was for me. So like, yeah. it it was it literally got to the point. I think lockdown was probably a good thing in that for the wallet in that sense because it, yeah. it got to the point where, like, it didn't matter who it was, it didn't matter how much it was. If it was a band or an artist that I wanted to see, I would pay the money to see them. Yeah. Um, and even if like, and if we get to the point where, even if like the t- the general sale tickets had all gone. And the only ticket left was on that one of those dodgy sites, and it was I was paying like four or five times face value. I didn't matter. Like yeah. I would, I would do it. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been a big chunk of my kind of social life that I've missed the past year. But mm. you know, 
hopefully we're on the home straight. I'm really glad we've not actually talked about COVID that much. Um, I know, yeah. Yeah, but I think, um, I think, yeah, I think we're on the home straight, and uh, you know, June, July onwards, we can we can look forward to um, coming back again. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So, do you want to do? Do you want to do your next? Am I doing my next album, or are you doing your next album? I can. I completely forgot. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I think it's your your next album. Go for it. Cool. So I had I had I, when I when I came to the decision of doing. A new album and an old album. I was kind of stuck between two for the old album. Yeah. Um, and they're two of my favorite bands. Um, again, another another band. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one I was gonna go for was Led Zeppelin Two. Um, colloquially referred to as the Brown Bomber. <laughs> um, because of the cover. That reminds um, me of uh, Big Brown. <laughs> that reminds me of Big Big, Br- Big Brown. Uh, she was good to us, Big Brown. Oh, uh, Big Brown. No one's gonna know what the. Fuck no one's gonna know. We're not talking about. We're talking about us sleeping on a brown floor, which was big. It's not <laughs> nothing to do with what people thought that was. So, it's like, it's, yeah, yeah. Makes it to sound like picture, you know we had a we had a, an amazing night with a with a beautiful woman, but yeah, it was. <laughs> 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 we were sleeping on a whole, a cold, hard brown floor. A cold, floor. hard brown floor in in Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> we had we had a banging night out in Brooklyn. We were very drunk and we had to be up very early the next morning. And our host, God bless you if you're listening. You the know furious you one, Patrick Fury. Yeah. Um, he the best worst host we've ever we've ever had the pleasure of staying with. Oh yeah. And he um, I remember <laughs> we, he was like, yeah, you guys can crash at my my place, and we got back to his place and. There was no beds. There was no beds. No, there was no beds. No, so I just crashed on Big Brown, which was his uh, Big Brown floor. Big Brown floor. It was literally just like an empty room at the back of his flat. It seemed like he just plumps loads of his mates. Like, so yeah, I just fucking sleep back there, douchebag. Like, just kind of. <laughs> Not that he ever says douchebag. He'd call you a fucking cunt to your face or something like that. Just he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, literally. He wouldn't, and um... Americans don't use that word lightly. No, no, but yeah, Pat's Pat's different. He he would threaten. To... He threatened to stab me once. <laughs> like, <laughs> the psychopath you're dealing with. He's asked to be on. The, he's going to be on the podcast. He's asked to be on this. He listens. I, ho- I hope. I hope he's listening. And Pat, we love you. I Mate, know we just kind of talk trash about you there, but we love you. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to have him on. I I love him to pieces. He's brilliant. And Pat, we we will. If you're listening, I hope you are. If you, I hope you've re- reached it this far and listened past our boring chat. Um, I'll, I'll tell you the story off because I want him. I'll tell you the story when we stop recording of what he told me when he was in Russia because I want him to tell it. <laughs> so that's 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 that's, okay. that's that's a snippet of what. Uh, that's an exciting story to come, folks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you after we've stopped recording because I I think you will love this one. Okay, great. Um, we won't, Pat, I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard like love it, but it's like you won't be surprised. You won't be okay. surprised. <laughs> Pat, if you're listening, when. When, not if, when we get back out to the States and, you know, whether you're in, whether you're in Philly or whether you're in Brooklyn or wherever you are, we'll come, we'll come and see him. We'll, we'll crash out. We'll have, we'll have a few beers and we'll crash out in a big brown. Yeah. He, he has, he always has a room to stay wherever I He am. always has a big brown. Yeah. He's like, where, if, and I can't wait for him to come over here as well. Yep. He would love, be the same he thing. would, he would love the drinking culture. He would hate the food. 
that he would love, oh, yeah. like Weatherspoons. Oh god, he'd yeah. fucking go nuts for it. He'd be like, "Fucking two dollars for a beer, like, or like just, just like even fuck depends where you go." I remember in uh, when I went to uni in Stoke, there was like Weatherspoons. There was like one pound twenty for a Foster's. <laughs> it's rude not to. It's rude. You've got to. You've got to have it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Despite that, the owner being a whatever he is, but yeah, but yeah, Pat Pat Fury would love. He'd love this country in terms of drinking. Absolutely. Yeah. Retweet. But yeah. So yeah, long story short, um, I was going to go for Led Zeppelin too, because um, I think John Bonham is the best drummer of all time, or the best rock drummer of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's, a, there's amazing tunes on there, but I've gone for a bit of a, I really don't want to call it a cop out, because it genuinely is one of my favourite albums, and they genuinely are one of my favourite bands. Yeah. And Heap is one of my favorite guitarists, but I've gone for Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Oh. Um, and I feel like I feel like the this band, this band, despite them being around in the seventies and eighties, this band are you know one of the old bands that like a lot of young people like. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Which I think is a great a great thing, and it's a testament to their music. But I think they're also the kind of band that a lot of people have maybe heard a couple of songs they've heard like dreams because of that fucking ocean sprague dude and they've heard um everywhere or something like that or the chain and they think hi oh, because it's like the f1 tune or whatever and they're like yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Mag. it's like well do you um <laughs> so but i think rumors is i'm not going to go on about this anywhere near the same length as i went on about false because that was ridiculous but um no no it's fine this but this this band I think are so interesting and especially at this time of this album was recorded because you know they started off as, a, as an all English blues kind of group and then all of a sudden and you know they're, they're, they're not very well they're not that well known like they, they, they sell they sell records and stuff but they're not they're not massive because you know you're talking around that this was kind of the time of the Beatles and, and the stones and that kind of jazz um, and uh, they brought in these two Americans, Lindsey Buckingham and uh, fucking Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. And uh, they just literally transformed the band. And uh, and the, the reason, I've, I've, one of the reasons why I've chosen this album and this band is that I think Lin- Lindsey Buckingham is my favourite guitarist. Yeah. Um, and I think he's a criminally underrated guitarist. And I think... And, I think we're all very lucky that they're still a band. Um, and as, as far as I'm aware, they're all still alive. But um, Lindsey Buckingham was kind of sh- shunned out of the band. Um, and he, he kind of got, got, and he got replaced by the, the fucking Aussie bloke from Crowded House. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it's such a shame because you, it's not, in my opinion, it's not Fleetwood Mac without Lindsey Buckingham. Um because he, he wrote so many of the songs and he, he his guitar work on the songs, I mean, not necessarily on this album, like, don't get me wrong, he does some great work on this album, but just in the band in general, I think he's just such a talented guitarist. And I, I think he's one of those guitarists that you you don't know how good he is until you can play guitar and then and then you realise the shit that he's pulling off is incredibly hard to do, but doesn't necessarily ha- sound hard to do. Um. But yeah, you've got tracks on there, like real classic tracks, like Dreams, the one everyone knows because of the fucking Ocean Spray guy. 
Um, yeah, don't yeah. stop. Yeah, what a guy. That that made me so happy. That video. Um, great, great story. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the big hits alone: "Dreams," "Don't Stop," "Go Your Own Way," "The Chain." Um, like those four songs alone, like they're they're arguably four of Fleetwood Mac's biggest songs, and they were all on this one album. Yeah. Um, everywhere, and, is my, everywhere is my favorite. I don't. I've. I'm not a really. You'll be shocked to know, like I'm not that big on Fleetwood Mac, but I've no, I've never really listened to them. Okay. I've, I've never listened to Rumors. I'm. I probably will listen to them after this. I'll listen to them tomorrow. Um, but everywhere is like my favorite. Fleetwood Mac song, despite me not knowing many Fleetwood Mac songs, I think that's, yeah, that's a great tune. That's one of like few songs that exist where they instantly come on. Everyone, everyone loves it. There's not one yeah, person that yeah. hates that song. Everyone that comes on, that's instant like game changer. Everyone's in a good mood. And it's in, it's interesting that just a, a quick digression. That's interesting because that that album Tango in the Night that that song is on. Yeah, they they brought that out in like the late eighties. Oh wow! And yeah, yeah. So they got they went like, rumors was the kind of big one, and this and that was nineteen seventy seven, and then they they had a couple after that, and then they kind of like fell away a little bit. Mm. They fell by the wayside, and they weren't selling records, and they weren't doing very well, and like Stevie Nicks was fucking in and out of rehab or whatever, um, and then all of a sudden they brought out this album Tango in the Night in in the late eighties. It was like eighty seven or eighty eight or something, and. Uh, it's got banging tunes in it, and everyone was like, "Oh, we love Fleetwood Mac again and again." It's it's like the common theme of this fucking podcast. They they transformed their sound a little bit. They they brought in the synths. They brought in the kind of the kind of more like I don't know if you want to call it like synthetic music, synthetic beats, but it worked. It totally worked because they didn't go overboard. Mm. They they kind of it was the same songwriting and it was the same processes, but they just they fucking they made it work. Um, mm. And it's a sign of a great band, I think. But yeah, there's just there's some real hidden gems on on rumors. Um, Songbird, Gold Dust Woman, it closes the album. That's fucking amazing. Um, just a really a really great album. Um, and another reason why I chose this album was because and I th- there's a show on BBC Four or something about this a couple of years ago. This was the point in the band. So the band was formed of, like I said, they brought in Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks, who were together um, at the time. They were a couple. Yeah. And then you had John and Christine McVie. John was the ba- John McVie was the bassist. Christine McVie was one of the singers. They were a couple. And then you had um, Mick Fleetwood, who was the drummer, who was like the ri- one of the original members of the groups. Mm. And in the middle of recording this album, um. Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham broke up. John and Kristen McVie broke up. Yeah. And then they all started shagging each other. Fucking hell. So they were they were all cheating on each other, and then all of a sudden Mick Fleetwood, his marriage broke down. He oh. started sleeping with Stevie Nicks. Um, and literally, it was just an absolute chaotic disaster. Oh, and from Norwich, they, these lot, yeah, incestuous. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, they. So the the stories go that they would if you listen if you break down each song in the album and you listen to the the lyrics they it's 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 the songs that Lindsay Buckingham sing he's singing about Stevie Nicks and yeah. vice versa and the song Christy McVie's sing and and it's all it's all these really kind of like cynical like kind of one upping each other and type lyrics yeah um like you can go your own way like that kind of stop 
that mm. kind of thing. Um, players always love you when they're playing or whatever it is, and 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 um, but the stories go that they would literally change the songs just before they recorded them, just to kind of spite each other. <laughs> so Lindsay Lindsay Buckingham would literally like stick in a, a kind of snide lyric about Stevie Nicks sleeping with um, Mick Fleetwood or something um, just to like be like, right, you're a bitch, fuck you, like I hate you, whatever. And on paper, that is an absolute disaster for a band that's trying to record a hit album. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it's, it's like widely considered one of the best albums of all time because mm. they, they just, they made it, they some, it was just fate. They, like the stars aligned basically and they just, they, and they made it work. Mm. Um, which I think is unbelievable. Um, do you know what? And Stop. Do you know what I love? Like hearing those stories about like music. I love oh, hearing. Yeah. I fucking get off on that shit because I love like you know when like you hear things. I'm not sure like I wouldn't necessarily care about other stuff like you know when you hear like say certain actors have like gone out with other actresses and you're like what the fuck like but I love that kind of you know Paul Simon. Yeah. When I heard that him and Carrie, um, Carrie Fisher were married, I was yeah. like, "What the fuck?" And then I know the the song um, "Graceland" or "Hearts and Bones" is written about her. I was literally <laughs> yeah. like, "What the fuck?" I was kind of like, "That that I love that." I just kind of love that. Um, I don't know why. It's the, just kind of the. It just it gives it, it gives it gives you a different perspective. It gives a lot more meaning behind the songs. I think yeah, it's something that's yeah. like it's like, something that's distinctly lacking. I think in today's music. I like Hearts and but Graceland is a I I love Paul Simon anyway. But Graceland's a great album, great song, and yeah, Hearts and but I think Hearts and Bones is the one that's written about her. Um, yeah, because he talks about two people who married. The act was outrageous. The bride was contagious, and like yeah, it's just yeah, it brings a bit more of a human level. And it's like, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just cool to me. It's just really, really cool. I love, I love all that. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just I'm, I'm exactly the same. I can't think of any other things in my head. Yeah, I can't think of any other things in my head, but when I, when like, I remember them, I'm just like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, it's just, it's just cool. I just find it really cool. Yeah. It's things, it's things like, you know, it, it's like the Beatles, you know, they, they, they're the biggest band in the world and they stopped performing live and you know that arguably like was the best thing they ever could have done because then they never would have gone into the studio they never would have experimented with all these kind of completely like unknown novel techniques that were new to to, new to them new to every band unknown to every band um and you wouldn't you know if the beatles hadn't stopped performing live you wouldn't have sergeant peppers or you wouldn't have um abbey road or you wouldn't have revolver and they wouldn't have taken um, that because many those jobs bands, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't have um, experimented yeah so exactly much, yeah. those those albums those those albums were born out of the fact that they literally just like <sighs> hid away and locked and them kind of they locked down they locked themselves when it's a lockdown they did, yeah, they did, and then I just, but I just think it brings it full circle. It was, it was so beautiful at the end of their career, mm. um, about the end of their kind of tenure as a band. Yeah, that although they kind of all hated each other at this point, they they did this like one-off final gig on the roof of their recording studio, mm. um, on on the roof of their headquarters, sorry, in like central London, and they, it was kind of like their swan song and their farewell, and they all knew that that was it for them as a band. They knew they'd recorded. They had recorded their last album because they they were contractually obliged to record this album, and it's still a good album. But you know, at the end of the day, they they didn't get on, yes. um, and 
but they still they kind of pulled together and played this like beautiful gig um completely impromptu on the top of their uh, on top of some random building in london um and and that was it and that was the end of the beatles um so, yeah stories like that man just fucking love them yeah i love them yeah they're just, they're just yeah as a music fan like you hear i hear stuff about when like sports stuff as well like you're a sports fan like we pretty much like the same things and yeah yeah just you kind of just you're like it's just cool it's just a, it's a cool thing to knowing like you feel like you're kind of in then like you you're in on yeah. that side kind of secret or like in on that like little joke that they have it's just you know it's that sort of yeah it's that touch of um touch of your sort of favorite you know either footballer or musician or act, actor or actresses so yeah I, I love all that stuff it's brilliant but um what was i gonna say my second album have you, have you my second album is it's gone for a hip-hop um album good 2009 uh the ecstatic by most f have you listened to it ah i've not listened to the album no ah. um but i will i will be after this I'm surprised, but, um, no I'm, I'm surprised i never gave it to you in the summer to kind of um uh listen to and review because it's one of my I like most stuff, so yeah that's yeah, that's good it's one of my favorite albums of all time I, I absolutely love this album um just songs and like just every song's a banger but i just love most f like everything like like jack white everything he does is just brilliant i find i just, i love that his you know except some of his acting you ever seen um uh, 16 blocks the film no don't fucking watch it it's it's awful it's, it's, <laughs> it's got most deaf and bruce willis and most deaf is like a kind of i don't know what he is he's kind of like a street sweeper or like with a with a sort of a, he's an aspiring baker and it's like bruce willis is like a downbeat new york city cop and most deaf is awful in it it's just not very it's not not great to see and it's just like fuck's sake fuck's sake most um but <laughs> fuck's sake most what are you doing to yourself um, stick to the cheese, stick to the cheese, mate. And even in, have you ever seen Dexter as well? I've seen, I've seen bits of it. Yeah, he's in Dexter as well, and he's fairly slightly better, he? but he's still a bit shit in that. It's just like fuck's sake, like come on, man. Um, but it's still cool seeing most deaf and stuff. So I'll still watch it because I love most deaf. But um, favorite songs on this: um, Auditorium, uh, Pistola, Pretty Dancer, Revelations. Uh, Casa Bay, it, like those um, collaborations with Tape Quale on it as well. Um, hey da, hey, no hey, nada mas. Um, yeah, just a fantastic, fantastic fucking album. Like play it loud. Um, that's that's like the albums I sort of like is playing like turning in like turn it right up to eleven, playing it loud. It's a real like. I recommend listening to this album next time you go on like a prolonged walk, because it's just like right. Kind of, you can really like get a bit of a strut on and feel you know it's it's yeah, it's brilliant it's it's fantastic i've got not much of a extensive review but it's it's brilliant and like like musically whatever most f does when they, even if it's like slight collaborations um he's fantastic he's brilliant like i think he's he's done done pretty much everything and he's yeah he's he's one of my favorite artists i love him i fucking nice. love him yeah that's good to hear cuz um yeah, I, I, it's an album I'm not familiar with, um, and I, I'm definitely going to make myself familiar with it. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. Do it, man. Absolutely do it. But um, that brings a head to our album chat, pretty much. 
uh, unless you wanted to add a few more things, pretty much. To to no. or another or another like honourable mention that you were gonna because oh you you basically did that with um uh, Led Zeppelin didn't you? Yeah, I kind of did that, but I think for me it's, it's it's always difficult to do things like this. I remember when we were doing our album recommendations um to each other, it was always I would genuinely put a lot of thought into each week because I, mm. it was. It was yeah, trying to find find things I liked that I thought you might like, and you know that I, I wanted to change it up, like kind of genre wise, and it was it was the same with today, I guess. Like, mm. um, I've gone like I, I was thinking about maybe putting in some Queens of the Stone Age, going down the kind of rock rockier route. You've really um, t- you've really put me on Queens of the Stone Age as well. Like I I love them now. I think they're fucking sick. Yeah, and so like like Clockwork, um. I think that actually came out the same year as Holy Fire as the Bold album. Great album. 2019. Great album. It's one of my all-time favourite albums, and it's just, oh, God, every single song. Um, incredible. And then, do you know what? Interesting. I was going to... Um, you'll be a fan of this. I was going to uh, I was gonna do Kids See Ghosts. Um, oh, yeah. Because... Uh, and it's an album I never thought I'd like, but I fucking dig every single song. Seven tracks, 23 minutes. It's a short album. But, I love those um, little short punchy ones. Yeah, it's it's just a it's just a great album. Just bash it's, it out. it's just something a bit different. Uh, so yeah, I was a big I'm a big fan of that. I'm a, I'm a fan of Kanye as an artist. Mm. Um, definitely, Maybe not necessarily as a person, but I, I guess yeah. I guess I mean like that's a bit that's a bit hypocritical because you know his his kind of the way he is definitely contributes to the the way he um creates and the way he performs. Um. And you know, if Kanye was just a, a boring guy who didn't say, you know, who just said run of the mill comments, then you probably wouldn't get the the kind of music or albums that you get from him. So, mm. um, and then yeah, Radiohead are one of my favorites as well. So I was gonna give you a Radiohead album. So that's the um, thing I can't stand Radiohead. Like, I think it's, I not that I can't stand them. I just think it's it's just not for me. It's not for me. Like they're just, that's fair. They're just like whiny and there's some songs i like of theirs but yeah fuck radiohead sorry <laughs> tom if you're listening don't don't listen to him don't he listen won't to listen him. to think, me think, he won't listen i think to you're me. great i think i think you're great tom that's yeah oh sweet oh tom sweet tom i love you i love you i love that was um yeah, radio yeah. I can appreciate Radiohead, but I, yeah, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan, I'm sorry. It's interesting. I, I think I think I think we can both be very mindful of this. Um mm. I think um it's I there's definitely bands out there that I feel exactly the same way. I appreciate them yeah. for what they've done to maybe that genre or to for their, their innovation or their creativity or whatever it is, but I just can't I can't get on board with the music. Yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't even really name you one off the top of my head, but um, yeah, there's certain bands out there that I listen to. I'm just, I just can't, I just can't get into it. I it was, to yeah. be honest, well, you, Radiohead was Radiohead was the same for me. Um, at at first, it did take me a long time to get into them, but now they're one of my favorite bands. But um, yeah, I think again, I'm I'm, tr- I'm really trying to rack my brains to think of one, and there there are examples you go, when they when they come to you, you're like yeah, when you you just can't get on board when everyone else is on board, like you can like what. Like, and you want to like them, you do. You want yeah, to like yeah, them. you want to, but then you just can't. Like you're like, and and you kind of in a way you un- you. It's not that you don't get the hype because you kind of do. You do understand the hype, um, 
but it's just like yeah you can't really you don't enjoy listening to it which at the end of the day is the most important thing so it's, it's easier to create a list of people of bands or artists that you don't like and you just don't get what's you don't get why they're popular but everyone yeah. loves them my big one is ed sheeran i can kind of i agree with you i can, I under- you. I can understand why like his songs are catchy but it literally blows my mind that he fills out a hundred thousand seat stadiums Every yeah, single totally, time. totally every, agree with you. Every single time, I just absolutely, I cannot get my head around it. Like people talk to it, talk about him like he's some sort of Dylan esque, Bruce Springsteen sort of type, you know, songwriter. Yeah, he's a talented, he's a talented boy, but I just don't get it. I just don't, I just don't get it. I just, I, just, I don't think he's shit. I just, I yeah, I just cannot like wrap my head yeah, around it. No, totally agree. I, I appreciate him for you know, the work he's put in and what he's done, he's done well for himself and that's absolutely fair. But yeah, I just, I mean, there's, there's one, it, I, for me, it's nothing more than background music. Yeah. Um, And like, apologies if I'm offending any Ed Sheeran fans, but I think for me, there's nothing. They need to really, hear this, they need to hear this, Jamie. Don't bother, don't yeah, bother apologising. There's, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing really to his music. I mean, I get that like his lyrics are like about his fucking times when he was busking and like love lost and his friends back home and fucking riding down country fucking lanes and whatever this yeah that's the thing like people but, um, say like that's um, and that's fine but i just think that um there's not much complexity there for me no it just um i think there's one or two songs that like don't get me wrong i think ah oh, yeah he's, he's done well there. that's a good song but i think there's a lot of just filler yeah. But it's just for me, it's like, yeah, cool, whatever. It makes me cringe when he raps. Yeah. When he does the kind of fad, like, it makes me cringe, like, yeah, he can do it, but he's like, yeah, I just, I, just, yeah, I just, something about him, I just don't like. I don't get it. I, yeah, I just, I just don't get it. That and, um, I can't think of anyone. I, I used to think of this of, of Coldplay, but I don't mind Coldplay anymore. Yeah, I, I I would agree with you there. Uh, Coldplay were just such a they were they were a they were a cool band to hate. Do you yeah, know what very I mean? popular like, to hate. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, all the, all the cool kids didn't like no none of the cool kids liked Coldplay. They didn't they didn't but, um, um, do uh, that forty year old virgin joke didn't do them any good. Like do you know how I know you're gay because you like Coldplay. Like that's gonna good like. <laughs> like yeah, because everyone um, everyone when when someone says like, oh I like um. Coldplay goes, oh, do you know how I know you're gay? Because you like Coldplay. Like, that's the, the instant, like, the joke everyone plays. But, um, yeah, no, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if anyone said that to Chris Martin, and I wonder what his reaction is. If he's ever seen that, like, filmed, he must be like, because he's very long. Oh, oh, well, sorry. I wonder if anyone has said that, um, that joke to Chris Martin. <laughs> Because he's quite a kind of like, hey man, how's it going, man? Part of me thinks Chris Martin would be like really offended by that kind of thing, but then part of me thinks that maybe deep down, despite all the kind of virtue signaling nonsense, he's actually like (laughs) quite down to earth and would actually take it on the chin. Yeah, part of me, I think it'd be um, half and half. I think some of it would be like, oh God, they just don't get it, man. And then um, a part of me thinks that he would like kind of, like five minutes later, he'll be like, hey, it's kind of funny. I like I like to think that. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, like, yeah. Like you said, all the bollocks that he says, and um, but yeah. 
nice. But yeah, Coldplay used to be a band that everyone hated just for kind of, but they'd listen to them on like on their iPod. Yeah. Fix You's a big one. They love Fix You. Fix, I'm actually going to Fix You. Fix, fix You and their early stuff. Um, what's their, like, God Put a Smile on My Face, Yellow. Yeah, um, Don't Panic, that's a good one. Yeah, Don't Panic's a great um, one. They're just a good band. They're, yeah, yeah. Who cares if they sold out? They're a good band. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, you can make it... And they've stood the test of time as well. They have as well, yeah. So they're, they're like the band... I think they're, like, now... What you? Because you know, you two used to be like the biggest stadium band. They still like only ever play stadiums, but I yeah, like Coldplay, Coldplay are now like Coldplay and Foo Fighters. I'd say are the two. Um, oh. I say Coldplay are probably more. Like, obviously, Foo Fighters are a lot rockier, and they're a more specific audience. But yeah, I think you're right. Foo Fighters are. Yeah. I'd say the most accessible, kind of middle of the road, big stadium band that's another yeah. band that's another one I'm glad you brought them up that's another one I just don't get yeah Foo Fighters I just don't get it like they're so you put they're so middle of, middle of the road like part of me doesn't like Dave Grohl but part of me does and it's just like I like I like Dave Grohl and I've actually I've seen Foo Fighters live and I think at the time I think I saw them in like 2015 or something and I, I that was kind of at my peak of like fandom for them. I really and I'm glad I went to see them at that time because I I really did like them and the show that they did at that time was kind of like a greatest hits show. Yeah. And they just basically played all their big early songs and like the big hit the big hitters. Um and then I think ever since then I've just yeah I've slowly gone off them and I'd say I've, I've I'm probably of the same mindset as you now. I'm I'm quite indifferent now and I I, I if they were. If they came to London or whatever, if they were playing near me, I probably wouldn't go see them, and I wouldn't really be bothered. Yeah. Um, but I do like Dave Grohl. I think he, I think he comes across really as a nice guy, and um, yeah. But I just, I'm a bit indifferent to their music now. It's just, I guess your music taste it, like evolves, I guess, um, and that can be a good thing or a bad thing, um, depending on who you speak to, I guess. Because mm. um, you know, there's bands that you, you know, there can be bands that you used to love and fall out of love with them and then vice versa mm. um and then one, yeah isn't that one of the saddest things like when you love a band so much and then like something happens you just think fuck you man <laughs> it's like, i think do you know what do you know what one was for me recently was um kasabian yeah, i'm always a bit like I'm, I'm i'm totally done with kasabian now i used to fucking love kasabian yeah maybe it's because maybe it's because of like the, the singer's been done for like sexual assault or like whatever or be, like beating his girl yeah yeah the singer you think he he, he um he, oh, yeah he, i he heard about girl. that yeah yeah it wasn't sexual assault he i better not slander him um but he did i think he he's he's, he's he was arrested or like he was put on trial or whatever for um domestic abuse i think he, he he beat his girlfriend up or his wife or something Fucking um i always knew he was a scumbag like is he yeah just, i didn't really like him i didn't mind kasabian but like i couldn't really sort of like yeah i never listened to him that much like because so, yeah i didn't really like I, him I, I saw them live i saw them live on my birthday actually it was a while it was it was six or seven years ago and I, again that was like when i was like really into them it was like at the time it was like oh this is the best game i've ever been to blah yeah. blah and then uh yeah again slowly was kind of falling out of love with them anyway 
And then when I heard that, it just completely like so now like if, if I come across a Kasabian song on my on Spotify or something, I just skip it. Yeah. No. Um. So yeah, that's another one. Um. And that's don't get me started on bloody Jerry Cinnamon because he's he's. Oh just yeah, you're the only Scotsman who hates Jerry Cinnamon. Ah, uh, I can't stand the prick. <laughs> yeah. She is a belter. No, fuck off. Fuck She's off. a belter. Put your, put your shitty little acoustic guitar away and take your fucking <laughs> coked up Neds that you're only fan base and piss off. Him, him and Kieran Tierney. Fucking hell. Take them both. Yeah. Put them in a put them on an island with their fucking fan base <laughs> and just let them let them eat each other. <laughs> While, while Jerry serenades them with his pish music. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell shit. He's chucking shit. He's, but he's had it up. I am. I literally, I literally knocked him off. Fucking hell. That is pish. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Cinnamon. Literally, if he, came on, if he came on as like a, I don't know, if I was seeing an artist that I liked and they were like, I know we have Jerry Cinnamon, I'd fucking walk, I'd walk away. <laughs> Fucking hell! And do you know what the funniest thing is? Is people think that like I'm gonna like Jerry Cinnamon because it it seems to be like well that's where he got his name from, isn't it? The Stone Roses, Sally Cinnamon. Yeah, that's where yeah, he got did, his, yeah. His name from. So everyone just assumes that if you like the the Stone Roses and you like the Cortinas, or well, I don't even like them, but if you like the Cortinas, then you'll like Jerry Cinnamon. So yeah. I've actually got a mate. I've got a mate who he's like the number one Stone Roses fan, and uh, we were we were at his house one night or something. This was a couple of years ago. And he put on a Jerry Cinnamon song, and he was like, "Yes, Jamie, here we go." And I was like, "What?" Turn that shit off. <laughs> just... And he was like, "What do you mean? What do you mean?" I was like, "I hate this." And he's like, "No, how could you hate this? You of all people." I was like, "Nah, this is pig is shite." That's why. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jerry. Anyway. I just I remember just like I heard one of his songs on the radio, and because I remember I never heard of him. I was like, "Who the fuck is this Jerry Cinnamon?" Because like you see him in like. Just crowds of like thousands of people and everyone's going mad. I was like, obviously he's a big, big act. He's a big, big star. But I'd never heard of him. I remember just, I didn't pay any mind to it. I just kind of watched the video and whatever. Uh, and I remember hearing one of his songs on the radio. And they were like, I didn't know it was one of his songs until they said. And I was actually like, that was the most fucking, that was like a slow death. That was, that's that she's a, <laughs> she's a belter. Like just like. That's all that seemed he seemed to be singing, like that that line over and over and over again. That they should play that to fucking torture victims. And just like <laughs> she's a, she is a belter, and it's just oh, yeah, yeah. It's just shit chat. It's just shit crack. Yeah, yeah. This guy, he's got like, yeah, fuck, fuck him. <laughs> it's people like don't get me wrong, proclaimers. I actually quite like. Um, because you know their songs are quite catchy. And no, you'd be, good. you'd be treading on dangerous ground, surely, if you said you hated the uh, proclaimers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But I just think that Jerry Cinnamon trades off his Scottishness. Oh yeah. So I think the the songs are kind of irrelevant, and in my opinion, they're they're shit. But <laughs> I think he, I think he kind of like just drives home the whole like. I'm from Scotland. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Where's he from? Um, Scotland? He's from Glasgow. I don't care. Fife, <laughs> <laughs> who cares? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, him, yeah, he's shite. Um, but I, oh, oh, another Scottish art, Lewis Capaldi. Where do you stand on him? Um, I actually think he's really funny. He's funny. I think funny. he's very, I think he's, as a person, he's very funny. And he's actually very witty. Yeah, he is. Um, but I'm, I just, I, I'm not a fan of the music, There's a, personally. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I'm a bit on and off. If, if someone's on his music, sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. But he is just a very funny person. He's just very witty, very funny, um, and just really likable. I'll send you this video. Um, I'll try and find it again. It's just him reading. He's just getting up in the morning. He's obviously bought the paper, or someone showed him the newspaper, and he's just done like a little skit of his dad finding him in the newspaper, getting pished. And he's like, <coughs> he's like, morning, morning, papa, morning. And he's like, he goes, and his dad's like, is it? Is it, son? And he's like, <laughs> He goes, I come downstairs. He's my son, my son in the paper, getting pashed, and he just says like, just like, just says like, getting pashed about fifteen times, and every single time it's just hilarious. He's just, yeah, he's like snap. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's funny, man. He's funny, but he's a bit. He is. Have you ever seen him on Graham Norton? Yeah, he's good on Graham Norton. You can tell he was well nervous though. He was like nervous, swearing. Yeah, like very. And that's a normal reaction. He's on the sofa with, you know, whoever's on there, like the biggest stars. And he's just a reg. He is, because he is just a regular fella. Um, yeah. yeah he, everyone would be like that, because he was kind of, it was quite funny. He was bright red and just sort of like, fucking. Yeah, he's fucking. from, he's, he's from not too far, me. He's from uh, just outside of Edinburgh. Oh. Um, I thought he was, a, I thought he was like a Glasgow happy. man. I thought he was, because he's a Celtic No, man. he's kind of, well, he's from, it's a place that's like halfway between Edinburgh and Glasgow, kind of ah. thing. Um, but but yeah he's um yeah he's not he's not from he's from near my end yeah. but yeah you can you can yeah I did notice that though and that, I remember watching that actually when it aired um it was a couple of years ago right um yeah yeah and yeah yeah you're right he was he was funny but um you could tell he was he was nervous dead nervous um, yeah and to, but yeah, um too right I think that's the appeal of, that's the appeal of him though because like people. That's that's quite a novel thing. People obviously you've you've had Scottish funny people in the past like Billy Connolly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but mm. um, I think he's he's one of the few genuinely like working class kind of completely down to earth people who really is just kind of going with the flow and doesn't really know what they're doing. Yeah, and he's still like, and he's still even though he's like unbelievably famous now and everyone knows now who he is. He um. You still see you, you. You could walk into a pub in Glasgow or Edinburgh, and you'd see him just sitting there, quite yeah. the thing. And and he's and he'd be more than happy to take a photo with you. He'd probably, if there was live music on, he'd probably get up and sing. Mm. He'd, um, you know, which is which is really nice. Do you reckon um, that's a? Do, do you reckon if he because is that because he's Scottish? Do you reckon if he was English, he wouldn't be that grounded? Nah, I, I don't think so because I mean, you can you can argue. Um, you can. It, it's arguable if if Foles, for example, are more famous than Lewis Capaldi. But I, I know bands like Foles. I, I can't think of a, 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 an artist like a, a, a solo artist off the top of my head. But like a band like Foles, like we were saying, they're they're relatively famous now. Like very, probably very famous. Yeah. Um. And you know they they still. I remember I went and see them in Aberdeen, and they and they they went to the the local pub. Like there was uh, um, like just a couple of doors down from the gig venue after yeah, the gig yeah. and just sat and had and sat and had a few pints and took pictures and yeah and just chilled. Um, normal boys. Yeah, exactly. Um, but 
Uh, I don't think it's a Scottish thing. I think I think Scottish people. I need to be careful here. Um, I think. Um, yeah, I think Scottish people. <laughs> I, I'm inclined to say that Scottish people are just a little bit more down to earth. Is that the right thing to say? Yeah, friendlier, nicer, just better human beings than English people. Well, it's it's funny because Scottish people have a kind of. I don't I mind. Scot- I don't mind yeah, getting getting just, like tearing into English people. I don't mind that. No, it's it's not even that. I think yeah. Scottish people are just um, they sometimes get a bad rep of being like a very aggressive nation, but at the same time, they're also considered one of the most like hospitable nations in the world. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just like a case of, it's it, they're just. I think we're just a very extreme bunch of like an extreme breed. Yeah. In terms of when we're angry, we're fucking angry. <laughs> But when we're when we're in the mood and you know we're we're you know it, yeah if if we're in the mood and we're and we're feeling welcoming and feeling yeah. feeling up for it we're the most kind of happiest chilled friendliest people in the world and some of the um, which things. hopefully you you experienced when you were up in Edinburgh. I love Scotland. I absolutely love Scotland. I've been to Edinburgh twice to see you, and I've been to when I went to Loch Lomond with my family. When we do you remember when we went to that. Um, whiskey tour by the castle oh yeah it's just an impromptu sort of like yeah it's, it's good good for the crack and, yeah, yeah. and then we had that sort of whistle whistle top tour in the little um the little barrel and then <laughs> whatever it was and then um, it, was, it, was a barrel it was like a little wheel. barrel and then um we went to see like a little film didn't we about the different yeah, distilleries yeah. and different regions of whiskey and i remember looking at you like we should fucking rent a camper van and go up and down the country. This is gorgeous. And you were like, fucking, I've never seen these places. <laughs> it just made it made it look like the most beautiful country in the world. It was absolutely lovely. It was gorgeous. And it made, yeah, and I'm glad. I, I can't wait to see more of Scotland. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But um, I think... Um, I think London, and I, think, I don't think this is reflective on the rest of England. Yeah. I think London, and as as someone who briefly, so to 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 put it in context, um, I worked for a couple before I started the job I'm in now. I worked for a couple of months in a restaurant, um, in London, mm. quite a, quite an expensive restaurant. Not a big deal. Um, <laughs> and yes, I then in, I invite only. <laughs> invite only, yeah. Um, I was able to see what the kind of why people have this kind of negative view of like kind of rich Londoners. Yeah. Um, I was able to kind of see why that's a thing and why that's such a prominent stereotype. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, you know, especially I, I worked there, my last couple of shifts were in, in December just before like tier four and, and the big lockdown and stuff. And uh, the amount of money people were spending was actually quite, it actually made me feel a bit ill. Yeah. Because it was like, there's literally people who don't have jobs right now. There's people dying. Or there's people in, on the streets and, you know, folk are, folk are ordering like a 400 pound bottle of wine and, and only drinking half of it. Um, and, or, you know, ordering a dessert for the sake of ordering a dessert or, mm. and, and not eating it. Or, you know, it's just gl- like gluttony of the highest degree. Um, so I'm all for going out for a nice fancy meal because like, I'm, I'm into my food, I'm into my restaurants, I'm into my kind of bo- nice bars and stuff. But 
this was just next level and, I, and it's and it, it's i think it's something in the uk anyway it's, it's something that you only see in london um yeah you, you see it in certain like other some from cambridge and you get uh there's a few a few people like that but not very many because it's still a very expensive place more the sort of universities um side of it but yeah yeah because London gives it so much money and there's like you can you can you can bet that those people were bankers or you know people in a high echelon society but yeah you can't you'd never see that anywhere else I don't think in the country yeah and that's why people get a bit of disdain uh, for Londoners and you know London itself because it does yeah there are a lot of wankers who live there. <laughs> There but having said that, there's a lot of wankers who live everywhere, but yeah, yeah there's, very true. there's a bit more. It's a bit more concentrated in London. Yeah, having said all that, though, having just badmouthed London and, and the type of people that are here, yeah, um, I am very excited to kind of actually enjoy living here and enjoy the kind of perks of living in London. You know, you've got all these amazing bars and restaurants and pubs on your doorstep, and um, you've got all these things to do. You know, in terms of live music, we were talking. We talk about um, when when that when that's up and running again. London's probably the best place in the UK to be. Yeah. Um, for for just the kind of the 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 lure, the lure it has to so many artists. Um, and 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 the amount of venues there are. Mm. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to experience and the weather, of course, like especially compared to fucking Scotland. <laughs> so um. I'm uh, I'm excited to experience all that. Hopefully, you know, in June. Well, hopefully earlier than that. But you know, May, April, May, June time. The wee man, I really feel like um, the wee man made it to the big city. He did. Yeah. He did. And he's uh, and he's been. He's not really gone much further than his fucking room no. <laughs> at, at, the, at the moment. But um, yeah, he'll he'll be unleashed soon. So uh, boys and girls, watch out. Right. Big boy, big time. Watch out. Watch out. Well, everybody. Um, but yeah, mate. No, we're gonna end it there. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, thanks for uh, filling the shoes. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thanks for having me on. It's been it's been good, and it, this is the first time we've actually properly spoken in a while. Yeah, so, listeners, you're actually that was actually a very you know natural catch up to be honest. Mm. I think, um, and not not that not that any of your episodes have been you know fucking like choreographed or whatever but Trump, i think what Trump fuck say? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a sound <laughs> he gave me a script he gave me the script yes you, you actually um, hate, you actually hate jack white fleetwood mac all of those guys yeah i despise every all of those bands i fucking love jerry cinnamon and you, yeah uh, i love jerry cinnamon huge literally Lewis posters Capaldi's, of Lewis Capaldi's his cousin um, <laughs> <laughs> but no it's been it's been a pleasure um and i'm so glad that you finally started to do this thank you um, mate. And it's only i think it's only going to get more and more popular and, and and better and better for you oh you make me and, blush uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's gonna and i know it's the kind of thing that you want to do so i'm no. glad that you're doing it and i know it's a real passion project for you so um yeah fucking honor to be one of the earlier guests on and oh, uh, no. just don't forget about me when, you know when you're on radio one and you're you know getting the big names on now we'll get you, mate. We'll 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 have you back on any any time, any time. I think everyone will enjoy listening to you, especially obviously music fans who 
Um, yeah, and just yeah, hope that people enjoy enjoy good conversation if I'm, uh, I may speak so boldly. But yeah, no, ple- pleasure's all mine, mate. It's always a yeah, one of my closest friends. So um, uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 stop the dick sucking fest for now. But um, I'm gonna end on this story, um, which I think you know what it is. Do you, do you think it's time in DC? Well, I, I don't know. It could be. We've had a lot of stories. We've had a lot of stories. So this would like um, every time me and Jamie see each other, we always give each other a big hug, and we both say the same thing at the same time. Oh Christ alive! Yeah. So we always say because um, we always say like, I've missed you, big man, and then just like embrace each other and have a big hug. Um, but that stems from I've missed you, big man. <laughs> comes from when Jamie, we're in, when we're in America, uh, me. Um, our good friend Liam Sykes and Grace Grace Clark, his lovely girlfriend. Um, Connor wasn't with us at this time. He was in Charlotte. Um, uh, Charlotte seeing his girlfriend at the time. Um, so we were in D.C. You were meeting us in D.C. from, was it New Orleans? Yeah, via Baltimore. Via Baltimore. So you were, and people were like, oh, fantastic. Jamie's going to stay. Jamie's going to we'll have a couple of nights there. And then we were going to go to Philadelphia like the day after, the day or two after. So we come in, um, we'd, me, Liam and Grace had been there for a couple of days anyway, and we'd have a scope out of the place. Great place, DC, love it. Can't wait to go back. Um, Jamie comes, yeah. we then go to this German beer garden. Absolutely, have, have, have the sesh, it's brilliant, it's fantastic. Winding up Americans. And then someone's had a bit too much to drink later on in the evening, has to get carried home by Grace... Liam's girlfriend, because <laughs> you you had been traveling, Who was that? but you're sort of swaying, or you're like, ah, have I can't take no more, can't take no more. Uh, <laughs> you're the other end of the yeah, bar, swinging, just ah, Jesus Christ. We're like, got, we've got to take him home. <laughs> we soon follow, and we know we've you've probably been in bed for a little bit, and it's a small room. It's got two double beds, so Liam's obviously sharing with his girlfriend, and I'm I'm lumped with uh, I'm lumped with Jamie. We don't mind that though. We went, I went <laughs> go in the room, bearing in mind these two are asleep. We don't want to wake them up and we're trying to be as careful as possible, quiet as possible. I get into bed. He instantly sees me and feels me. He's like, I've missed you, big man. And <laughs> just grabs us. <laughs> and then doesn't let go for however long. He just, I've missed you. You've had such a good time. <laughs> Oh god! Oh god! And then that's yeah. why, because every time we see each other, we always embrace with the "I've missed you, big man." Yeah, it's, it's genuine. It's just not, yeah, it's a joke. It's we laugh about it, but it's genuine. I have missed you. Yeah. It's, it's genuine love. It's genuine love. And yeah. I think oh, we had we had some unbelievable times in the states. Oh. Um, things that yeah, things that I'll never forget. Oh, honestly, man. even just that, because I was I was in. I think I was in Washington DC for all of fucking twelve hours. <laughs> twelve hours. You're drunk for and ten of them. Yeah. Yeah, literally. I got in I got into Union Station, literally walked out of the station, looked at the White House, turned around, went to a German beer garden, saw you guys, fucking I've missed you, big man. See you later, busted Philly. <laughs> and then Philly, we had you know the hospitable, you know <laughs> we had Pat Fury's hospitality. Yeah. Oh, mate. We'll have to we'll, we'll have yeah, to get no, you on with the rest of the boys on for for a camp podcast for um the sort of because that has to be like a double header that that's, we, that could go on for hours and hours and hours and hours. 
I think I think a really good shout in the future could be, and because you know it, it could potentially happen in a few months' time when we're back to normal. You know, we all we all get together on a weekend or something, and because mm. um, you know I'm down here now, I'm not as far away, um, and you know at least if, if even even if like three or four of us get together and in, in person and we and you know we we do we do the podcast, we you know we record something and then and then we 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 go out. Mm. Absolutely, something like that. No, it'd be great. Like we'll, but just, we'll, that, we'll just have like hungover funnies on the podcast just like hung over like yeah. just chatting shit having a laugh but yeah that the camp yeah. podcast that will that is in the future and i think people enjoy that because it's just stories after stories after stories. it's just it's absolutely amazing people may yeah. people may not have found that story we just told funny but you know fuck them i don't know that's our thing <laughs> but yeah um but yeah mate it's been an absolute pleasure um thanks again for coming on and um i think people are going to really enjoy this one for sure thanks a lot liam thank you mate massive thank you to jamie for coming on the podcast i hope you guys enjoyed that as much as i enjoyed it as always this podcast is sponsored by our friends at faster pasta faster pasta is cambridge's premier fresh pasta delivery service you can check them out on their website and also give them a follow on instagram at faster pasta co to find out more and also check out the exclusive content on their Instagram as well. Um, check out the website, which is www.fastapastaco.com for recipes, ingredients, blogs, and merch. So go check it out. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Keep smiling, and we'll see you soon.